number 85, Derek Mason, joins us here on our Zoom video on 99.1 The Sports Animal. Derek, how the heck are you doing all this? Hey, I'm doing well, man. What people don't know is prior to this pandemic, this was my life anyway, sitting at home and, and you know, I've equipped my house well enough that I enjoy being here with the dogs and when the kids are here. So I don't go out unless I have to go out. So I, I think I'm, I'm right at home right now, literally right at home. <laughs> yeah. And I know with the draft coming up, that's a lot of fun for you. You know, I tell people the reason why I love the draft and the draft process so much is because it merges the two great worlds of college football <laughs> and the NFL, and they come together during this process. Yeah, they do. Um, this, this is an opportunity for a lot of these young men who have worked three, four, five years at putting themselves in a position to achieve that ultimate dream and, and not just to get on a team or get drafted, but actually make the team. So this is still an exciting time in the midst of what's going on. I think these young men are eagerly waiting for the draft to start and they're eagerly waiting with their family, their intermediate family, to see where they are chosen um, in this year's 2020 NFL draft. Well, let's talk about the wide receiver position and tap into your expertise a little bit. 11 consecutive seasons with multiple wide receivers taken in the first round. Derek, as you know, with the talent and the depth at wide receiver this year, that's going to 12, and that is a lock of a 12th consecutive year with multiple receivers. We could even approach a record, which I believe is seven for wide receivers in the first round. Let's start with the guys at the top. The three receivers you hear about the most are the two from Alabama, the speedster in Henry Ruggs, the big-time route runner in Jerry Judy. Those two guys, along with C.D. Lamb, who is so good with yards after the catch at Oklahoma, those are the three guys that are thought of as the top three receivers in the draft. Talk about those three guys and maybe if you have a preference, if you were a GM, in which direction you might want to go. I mean, with those three guys, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them because these three guys show the ability to not just catch the ball in traffic, but get out of tackles, to make plays, to get yards after catch, which they call yak in the NFL. All three of these guys have shown the ability to play at a big time level. Hell, they played in a big time college. So why not to them making that next jump shouldn't be that much uh, difficulty to them, especially the way the game is played now. And you're right. This year, you might get a record number of wide receivers drafted in the initial draft. That's because the way the game is going. It's an up-paced, fast game. And you need those guys on the outsides that are capable of making plays down the field. No longer are we turning around and giving the ball to the running back. Now that three or four yards they want to get, they want to throw it down the field and let, allow those wide receivers to break tackles and make plays, um, yards at the catch. But in talking about these three guys, I mean, if you look at Jerry Judy, he's just right in the mode of Amari Cooper, some of these other guys that they had, the kid that's in Atlanta right now, I don't know why, Julio Jones, actually both of the kids that are in Atlanta right now are from Alabama, headlined by Julio Jones. So to me, Jerry Judy kind of falls into that line, big receiver, he stands at one, really good route running like Amari Cooper, catches the ball with his hands, um, and then he's able to get yards after the catch. You look at C.D. Lamb. I mean, I had a chance to watch this guy. I forget what game it was, but man, he just jumped out of the screen. He was the best player on the football field. Um, his yards after catch is probably better than, you know, just about anybody's in college football this year. But his ability to catch the ball with his hands, 
catch up in traffic and then get out of traffic is amazing. You look at Henry Ruggs, he's just a flat out speedster. I think he ran a what, a 427, 428 at the combine. I think anything past a 4-3, don't even start counting. I mean, these guys are just extremely fast. Um, but he was he was clocked at a 4278. So he has the ability at any time, anyone on the field to catch and go and get you a touchdown. So these three guys, even though they're all big time receivers, they all bring something different to the table. I think CeeDee Lamb, like you said, his ability to yards after the catch. Jerry Judy, his ability with his fluidness in running routes, he's able to run any route in the route tree. And then Henry Ruggs, you could put him anywhere on the field and he's able to make a play for you. But if I had a chance to just get one receiver, and it's hard with these three guys, but if I had a chance to get one receiver, I think it would be Jerry Judy. Alabama just has this ability to go out and get guys that are 6'1", 6'2", 6'4", that will run routes like they're 5'10", 5'11", and they play much bigger than they are, even though they're 6'1", 6'2". And then they understand the game from a cerebral standpoint. They're not just out there running routes. They're reading defenses. They're finding holes in, in the secondary. So if I had one guy to choose, it would be Jerry Judy, but I wouldn't go wrong choosing CeeDee Lamb. My only drawback with Henry Ruggs is in today's game, they're going to get physical with him, and he's going to have to show the ability to get off of press coverage, being a smaller guy. But besides that, man, any one of those guys should go in right away and be able to contribute, not just 30, 40 catches. I'm talking 50, 60, 70 catches this year. We're talking about the wide receivers in the 2020 NFL Draft with former NFL receiver Derek Mason here on our Zoom video series presented by UT Athletics. Get your tickets at allvols.com. Uh, 99.1 the sports animal and 99.1 the sports animal.com last thing on those three guys Derek, do you think there are specific teams that might be a better fit for them or do you think they have enough versatility to where you can plug them into any team any offense and they're going to be able to have success I don't I, you know what I, I don't want to pigeonhole any one of these guys I really don't I think if there's a need when that team is up to draft and they need a receiver, then take them. Some people saying Jerry Judy will go to the Jets. I don't know. Do they need a receiver? Absolutely. But any one of these guys would fit, whether it's Judy or CeeDee Lamb or Henry Ruggs, any one of these guys, if they choose to draft them, they're going to be an instant playmaker for them. So I don't think there's one team in particular. If you're ready to draft and you need a receiver, draft one of these guys, regardless who you are. There are a number of other names that are talked about for the first round. Brendan Ayuk at Arizona State, Justin Jefferson at LSU. There are a number of others. Is there a, maybe a best of the next group of those guys that are being talked about for the first round that you really like? I like Jefferson, the player. Uh, watching him this year, I mean, that offense was just, I mean, there, there hasn't been an offense better than that offense in college football ever especially at throwing the football. And Jefferson showed the ability to – I think he ran a 4-5, four, 4-4 four, four, or 4-3 four, at the combine. So he's shown the ability that he can stretch the field. I know a lot of people say, well, he's a slot guy. Again, he's not a slot guy. Put him anywhere on the field. He's proven that in college. You put him anywhere on the field, he can make a play. So Jefferson is another guy. Jalen Rieger out of TCU, I believe. Yeah. He's another guy. I like T. Higgins. Big frame guy. He has a Y. I mean, he has a he has a he has a catching radius um, like, like no other. I think he stands from, at what six three, six four, from somewhere around. Too. Yeah. That, so this is a kid that that you can throw him 
um, in any any situation. Um, Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota, the kid out of Notre Dame. You're talking about bigger kids that are six three, six four. These catching radius for quarterbacks that are not that accurate. Um, they need these big six three, six four wide receivers. So, you know, besides those three. I look at Jefferson, I look at Rieger, I look at Higgins, I look at Johnson out of Minnesota, I look at the kid out of Notre Dame. Well, before we get to the UT guys, because I, I want to ask you about them, the receivers, are there any other guys, forget the first round necessarily, any other guys that you kind of look at as sleepers, underrated, maybe that you've worked with or talked to or had your eye on in the draft at that wide receiver position? Yeah, there's two guys in particular. I've worked with several guys this past offseason, and all those guys have been fantastic. And hopefully all those guys that I work with will get a chance to get drafted. And I know this one guy isn't a, a receiver, but Bryson Hopkins, a tight end, I worked with him. Uh, this is a guy that I think is going to be a damn good player in the NFL. His dad was an, an all-pro, pro bowl type player in the NFL. And and Brad and I played with him. So that's one guy outside of the wide receiver realm that I think should do well in the NFL. But there's two guys in particular, Chris Rowland out of TSU. Many people might not know about this guy. He's right here in our backyard. This guy is phenomenal. He broke Jerry Rice's all-time single season uh, reception record. Jerry, I think, had 103. Chris finished with 104. I mean, he had 1,400 receiving yards. He was the only person in Division I football to score a touchdown receiving, punt return, and kick return. I think he was the OVC or HBC player of the year, and that's a high honor for a guy. The only setback with him is that he's a little bit undersized. He's 5'8", but this is another guy. You throw him in a system like here in Nashville with, with the Titans or in New England, and this guy will put up big numbers. Darnell Mooney is another guy. He ran a 4-4-3 at the combine out of Tulane. He didn't have a great season, his senior season. They switched, I believe, offensive coordinators and in the quarterback season. But before that, he averaged, you know, the season before that, he averaged over 20 yards per catch. So this is another guy, smooth route runner. He reminds me so much of Keenan McCardle. I sat back many years watching Keenan McCardle on the opposite sideline, uh, he and Jimmy Smith. And this kid reminds me of Keenan McCardle. Smooth, 5'10", not undersized, but he may be more. You can play him inside. You can play him outside. You just got to give him the ability to move around within the scope of your offense. So these are two guys that I think that if you look very closely at their film, they might not be the 6'2", 6'3", guys, but Chris Rowland and Darnell Mooney are two guys that you can insert in your offense, and they're going to make plays for you. Talking about wide receivers with Derek Mason, former NFL wide receiver here on 99.1, the sports animal in our Zoom NFL draft coverage series. Last couple of things for you, Derek, and we'll talk about those two wide receivers from Tennessee. Let's start with Juwan Jennings. A lot of variation when you see mock drafts and people's thoughts about Jennings, but we saw his productivity, especially late in his career at Tennessee. Give me your thoughts for the next level on Juwan Jennings. All right, let's get the bad out of the way. He ran a disappointing 40 time, but the 40 time isn't everything because if you click on a film, he looks faster than what he ran at the combine. He's a physical player. He's a guy that's going to compete on every down. He has the leadership that you needed at that position. He was probably the sole, the one sole thing that kept that Tennessee offense together. The way he played game in and game out, he brought an attitude to the field. And he has one thing that you just can't teach, and that's dog in him. He has this ability to go out there and just be a grown man. 
And some guys just don't have that. But you saw that week in and week out with Juwan Jennings. Again, I mean, he's not he's not a blazer, but he's a guy that looks faster on film than what he did when he tested out. And I just don't understand why that is. You know, sometimes guys get just so tense running a 40 and all that other stuff that maybe they run a little bit slower than what they thought they were going to. But this is a guy, if you turn on the film, going to make plays for you. I think he had over 900 yards this season. This is a guy that had, what, eight, seven, eight, nine touchdowns um, this past season. So he's able to make those tough catches. He's able to break tackles. And he's a guy at six, what's he, six one, six two, somewhere around there. He's a physical guy. He can go out there and get the job done. Do you think he's going to be successful in the NFL? And will NFL teams look past his past that was such an issue early on until late in his career at Tennessee? I think some teams will have their apprehensions about it. I mean, you've seen it in any NFL events, guys that all of this baggage coming into the draft and then, oh, they get drafted maybe a little bit later than what they would have, but yet still they get drafted. Why? Because the potential of them going out there and make plays dwarfs, you know, the trouble that they may have gotten into. And you look at a guy like Juwan Jennings, he proved that, hey, listen, the things that I did prior to my senior year, I'm sorry for them. I'm sorry for all those things. You know, I shouldn't have done them. Maybe it was a lot of immaturity there. But this past year, the kid showed that he grew up a lot in one year, and he became a leader of that team. And I'm sure if you go ask everybody on that team who was the one leader that stood out, it would be Juwan Jenny. No doubt. All right, last thing with you, Marquez Callaway. What do you think about him? I think he's a good player. I think he's a later round guy. Um, this is the guy that he ran a decent 40 time at four or five, somewhere around there. What, six touchdowns, 600 yards. This is a guy that he's going to take some time to develop in the NFL. Don't look at a guy like Marquez Callaway to come in in his first two years like the NFL up. No, he's a guy that's going to take him the time. It might take him two, three years to really grasp how the NFL is ran. It might take him that long to really get comfortable at playing at this level. I do see him as a guy being productive. Now, how productive he is all depends on what he does when he gets in the NFL. How quickly does he adapt to it? His workout regimens, what he's doing after, how much work is he putting in? All of that is determined by him and him alone. So yes, you go in thinking this is a three, four year project to get him on the right path as far as being a playmaker in the NFL, but he can speed it up if he wants to, but it all depends on whether he goes out there and work. But I think these two guys from UT, I think both of them will be okay. I think Jawan Jennings is going to be the guy that because he he has the NFL mentality at the receiver position. Callaway's returnability probably doesn't hurt him in terms of draft stock as well, right? Absolutely. When you can do, and, and I know they're starting to phase a lot of that out of the game, but just like Chris Rowland, if you can go out there and not just be a receiver, but it be a return guy as well, a special teams guy as well, that might give you an opportunity to get on the field a little bit quicker than, say, a Jawan Jennings. Not to say that Marquez Callaway is better than Jawan Jennings, but because he has the ability to play special teams as well, being a returner, he might get on the field a little bit sooner than Jawan. 
There's some great insight on the wide receivers in the NFL draft, the 2020 NFL draft, our coverage brought to you by UT Athletics. You can get your tickets at allvols.com. Derek, great to see you. Really appreciate your time. Glad you're comfortable in this quarantine setting, (laughs) hanging out at home with the dogs and the family. But good to see you, and thanks so much for your time. Uh, Anytime, Vince. Thank you. I appreciate it.